Hello, y'all, and welcome to Young Folk Knits. My name is Casey. And I'm Becky. And this is a Very Yarny Podcast. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Young Folk Knits Podcast. How are you doing? I'm doing good. How are you? I'm doing pretty well. Mondays are always not my fun days, but (laughs) I'm doing pretty well. (laughs) What have you been up to today? laundry lots of laundry <laughs> but i did i did weave in all the ends of my pinguono that's officially done otherwise i'm going to i'm going to block it wash it and block it but i'm going to wait till i get some of those um color catching sheets to put in with it because there's a lot of blue hand dyed yarn in there and then there's a lot of not blue <laughs> yarn <laughs> And I would like to keep it that way, so I'm going to try to wash it like that, and hopefully that will eliminate some transfer of the dye. Yeah, you have creamy white sleeves, and although it is a lovely rainbow cardigan, you certainly don't (laughs) want your white sleeves to be rainbow, too. No, I don't. I just, and I have a fear that some of that, you know, if you're using three different colors of blue hand dyed yarn. One of those, (laughs) I believe one of those will run. (laughs) Yeah, I think that's smart. I've never actually used color catchers before. I don't think I have either. I've seen a few people either on Instagram or YouTube use them when, especially when they use blue or red um, dyed yarn that has like other colors with it, you know, and they don't want that to transfer over to, to the, the other colors that they held with that in the pattern. So um, I thought that's a very good idea. So I think I'm going to implement that and I will report back how that worked. <laughs> so your first Rhombic Caravan Cal entry is the Pinguono. You have finished it. It is ready to go. What kind of modifications did you make on it? I made it a little bit shorter, like the, the bottom band um, that's kind of like a hem type of thing on the bottom. I made that a little bit shorter just cause I knew I wanted it to be like a little cropped style jacket. So I did that and, and I went down a needle size just because I did not want, I was kind of in between sizes cause the, the pattern is your size is based on your gauge. I was in between sizes and I didn't want to go up to the next size cause I felt like that was going to be too big especially for being kind of a crop jacket. So I went down a needle size and that did help me meet the gauge of the size that I was wanting to knit. (laughs) So it worked out good. I was really, really happy with it. It's a super fun knit. You will not be bored. At least I wasn't bored. So, (laughs) but then again, I watch things like Antiques Roadshow and and other stuff. I watch people clean their house on YouTube. So (laughs) take that with a grain of salt. (laughs) exciting times <laughs> right so, you breeze through pretty quickly though so it was obviously an engaging knit for you it was it was a lot of fun because it was it was kind of like you're knitting in one direction okay now stop there and then pick up and knit in the other direction and then stop there and then go do this and you're changing colors and it's kind of you're changing some textures because there's some seed stitch uh, I don't really is it seed stitch or moss stitch or is that the same thing I don't know. Is it 
two stitches or one by one stitches? One by one. What's that? I think that some people use them interchangeably, even though they're not actually the same things. So sometimes it'll say that in a pattern, even though they're different. (laughs) I just, I didn't know what I was doing, but it was making that little pretty stitch. I think seed stitch is one by one. So if it's the one by one, then I think that's seed stitch. It's one by one. And so that's fun. I always love that texture. And it had I it has I cord edging, which I like putting an I cord edge on. I think that's kind of fun. It, it gets a nice rhythm for me. And so yeah, it was just a blast. It was it was um something that I would do again if I in the future if I'm going to accumulate a bunch of bunch of scraps, which I'm sure I will. So I'm sure I'll make another one again because this was mostly hat scraps, and then I did have to purchase two skeins of yarn um, because I didn't have enough quite to have matching sleeves and a matching collar. So that's basically all I purchased for this one is just um, two skeins of yarn and the rest was all scrap. So I think that was, so I also enjoyed that being able to use up things that otherwise would just sit in my cabinet or take up space or be thrown away. So it was great. You should use the hashtag from the Nitty Stew, uh, Bust My Balls 2023, <laughs> whatever that hashtag is. You're using up your stash. I am. I am. You should enter, you should, you should enter that you. along, too. Don't forget that if you are participating in the Rhinebeck Caravan Cal, it's totally fine with us as long as it's okay with the other um, knit along that you are wanting to join. But you can double dip. So if you want to enter something into this cow and another cow, go for it. <laughs> yeah, the more the merrier. And there's some really cute makes that I've noticed um, popping up on Instagram that people are starting or finishing um, with the cow. And it's really inspiring to see everybody's creations. I love it. So, so many beautiful things. And it's getting me excited for Ron Vex seeing everybody's makes too. Yeah. What have you been working on this week? I have been working on a couple of things. First of all, I had to stop work on my vest that I had made such great progress on. The one, the Sorry Norland vest, the Rosinland top. It is being knit with 100% cotton and I had a little bit of an inflammation flare up. And because of the cotton and the inflammation, I literally could not feel my hands at times. I was having a lot of pain. So I thought I need to give that a rest for a little bit because I knew pretty hard on it. And I needed to switch to some wool. (laughs) So I cast on my hat and peak, which is a pattern by Max the Knitter that we're both making. And I'm using Rambouillet wool. It's 100% Rambouillet wool, which is absolutely fabulous. I love it. Very springy. And my hands like that much better. (laughs) So I've been working on that. I've only got some ribbing done. And I also did the pockets for my Rhinebeck cardigan. So that's exciting. And then I am working on another design that I'm doing in collaboration with the Salty Blonde Fibers, the yarn company. Um, She sent me some beautiful yarn and I'm working up a pattern that is actually ready to go. The pattern is completely written. I'm just trying to finish up my sample (laughs) so that I can show it. 
Um, what do you think? Do you think people would be ready to test it now since the pattern is ready? Or do you think people would prefer to wait until I finished my sample so they can really get the full effect? Otherwise, you'd basically be knitting it along with me. <laughs> um, I think it would be nice to see what you're signing up for as far as like a test knit. See what, what you are going to be making. That's always nice. Um, I'm not... I'm not big on like mystery knit alongs or things like that. I need to know what I'm getting in into, <laughs> but obviously if you're knitting it and designing it, it's going to be fantastic. Cause I love your taste. So yeah, I don't know. It's just, I guess it's up to, I mean, that's just my personal opinion. I'd like to see what I'm, what I'm getting into. <laughs> I'm only a quarter of the way through with knitting it, but it's a pretty fast knit. I'm just knitting on multiple things. So I may see when I'm halfway through with it at that point, you can get a pretty good idea. I may kind of see at that point, start sharing it and seeing if there's any interest in, right. in testing for it but that's been that's been a fun knit unfortunately as you are well aware i have had some dog issues Man, <laughs> so frustrating <laughs> well, so becky came to my house last saturday and we loaded up very excitedly and left to drive about two and a half hours almost down to arkadelphia nope where did yeah. we go? Arkadelphia. No. no. Uh, Malvern. We went to Malvern. Malvern. Right. <laughs> we went to Arkansas Yarn Co. where we started because we were going to the yarn crawl. That was a that lot of fun. fun. That was a lot of fun. I would that like to rewind that day and do it again. <laughs> that was the first time either of us have been to Arkansas Yarn Co. It was a really fun yarn shop. It, it is. It has so many cute things, a lot of yarn for the size of the shop, so many notions, bags, anything that you could possibly imagine she's got in there. It's really well thought out. Yeah, you can tell Lori really loves what she's doing because there's a lot of um, there's a lot of love in that shop, a lot of really cool things. Um, you can tell she's very excited about her job. It's great. And she was super fun. We got to meet some really cool people, some other podcasters. It was just, it was so much fun. And we spent quite a bit of time there. You picked up a really fun skein of yarn. I love the color. What was the, what's the brand of it? Um, it's Dragon Horde Yarns, I think, right? And the dyer of Dragon Horde was there. I picked up one of her colors. It's like a... I don't know. What color is that, Casey? Like a, it's, it's a blue. Like, it's almost like a, a, got a teal quality to it, but it has this deep forest green right. undertone that makes it not really teal. <laughs> right. It, it's a beautiful blue green with a foresty green kind of, effect. Right. Kind of like a very deep, cold ocean water type of look to it. It reminded it's me so beautiful. of that. And so I thought it's a fingering weight and I thought that will be a perfect Muscleboro hat. So I think that's what I'm going to make out of that. I think it will look really cool. That's going to be gorgeous. And I picked up three skeins of a DK boucle yarn because I lost my mind, but that's okay. <laughs> I'm going to have fun knitting it anyway. 
It's beautiful. It is beautiful. Your mind wasn't lost. It was too much as far as like beauty was concerned. It had like, there was like harps playing. I mean, it was beautiful. The colors were so pretty. I really did like it. I have no idea what I'm going to do with it. I think I'm going to make a vest to wear this winter. um, Short sleeve vest to wear over dresses and and such. I think that will be amazing because that yarn was gorgeous. And I think that was Chelsea Lux, wasn't it? What you got? I think it was. Yes. It's very, very pretty. So we had, we had a lot of fun there and then we left and we made one other stop. We went to Arkadelphia. We stopped at Knit Unto Others. So we drove over to Arkadelphia and you got the most gorgeous tomato-y red skein of Malabrigo. I absolutely loved it. Is it singles? I think it was Mano, Manos del Uruguay. Oh. Sorry, that's what yeah. I was wrong. M wrong. M. I think it was yeah. I think it was Mano Still Uruguay. Um, it was like a single fingering weight, and it is the color is just incredible. And I think that it will be a really pretty, um, a lone skein shawl by Hohi Locatelli. That's what I'm going to make out of that. And you so, scored it for thirty percent off. I did. I put my hand in a basket. I tickled these little papers and pulled out 30% off. It was amazing. Super excited. (laughs) (laughs) So then we we went out and we had dinner all by ourselves. No kids. Just like a table for two. It was fabulous. (laughs) (laughs) We even shared an ice cream cookie dessert. And, And an appetizer. It was so good. It was. <laughs> and then we come, you know, we're sitting there basking in the glow of our day. My husband called me and he's like, I just feel like I need to tell you this now before you get home. Betsy, which is our dog, has chewed up your Camellia Fiber Co. yarn and project <laughs> that you were working on because we were all gone from the house. And I think she was upset. Man. No, she's just a puppy. Um, so I was devastated. I had to throw away that pocket and totally restart. And I even had to order a little bit more yarn, but that's okay. I'm not, I'm moving on from that. No negativity. Only thing is this weekend while I was gone, she also got into some of my yarn and chewed up the new design that I have been working on and one of my test hits. So I had to throw away another skein of yarn and it was pretty, it's, it's been pretty frustrating. I'm going to have to start hiding things in a very high place. For sure. That's so sad. You texted me that and I was like, this is, this is getting to be a problem. It's kind of like when a wild animal gets a taste for blood. And then they have to put it down because it just keeps coming back. She's got a taste for yarn. She we, now we're not going to put the dog. Down. <laughs> she smells the wool. She yeah, does. I'm going to have to put it far, far away from her. I wonder if it. I wonder if it tastes good to her though. Like if she smells the sheep, or if oh, it's just, yeah. or if it's just fun because it's yarn. I'm sure it's both. But our other dog, we have two. We have two dogs, and our other one. He gets, he doesn't ever eat my yarn, but you can tell he can smell the sheepiness in it. And he just kind of gets closer and closer and tries to slowly (laughs) scoot over in hopes I won't notice (laughs) what he's doing. I think they love that sheepy smell. It's instinct. Yeah, they must. They must. I did, my dog did chew up some mohair one time. 
Um, and that I was sad. That. that was sad. But she hasn't really shown interest in, in my wool or knitting since then, which is great. But the other day I picked some flowers from the garden and I had it on the coffee table. And I wish I had my phone in time to video it. But she was smelling the flowers and her little tail was wagging while she was sniffing each one. It was the cutest thing Aww. you've ever seen. <laughs> She's so cute. Aww. She is adorable. Well, now that you've heard all of our adventures for the past two weeks, it's been a very eventful past two weeks. I guess we could answer a few questions. <laughs> What's our first question, Becky? Okay, so our first question is from Rachel of the Humble Bumblebee. And she asks, are you flattered or a little bugged when someone copies your knits? Sometimes I want to knit the same thing because it's so beautiful, but I also don't want to rip off someone's creativity. Hello, Rachel. She's my little testing buddy. <laughs> We've tested <laughs> multiple things together. Um, okay, so this is my thought, Becky. And I'm interested to hear what you have to say. We haven't okay. discussed this previously before talking about it right now. But in my opinion, if you are making it your business to be an inspirational poster and influencer. If you take pictures of what you're making and you're putting it on social media, then you're doing that to inspire other people in their creativity. And if you get upset for other people knitting in similar colors, the same pattern, that's not really fair in my in my opinion, because I often am inspired by other people. And I feel like if they put it out there on social media, then it should be okay for me to be inspired by it and love it and make the same thing. And I feel that towards other people. I'm not saying that sometimes if it's exactly the same thing and you know that they got it, their inspiration from you and they never mention that fact. I can see how that would be a little bit irritating, but I think overall, if other people are inspired by something that you do, then that's very flattering and you should feel good about it. What do you think? Yeah, I think, I mean, I think I agree with most of that. I think that that's the main reason why I get on um, Instagram, like my knitting content or on Ravelry is to see what ideas are out there. And I don't know if I've ever fully copied someone's sweater with like yarn and color choice. Um, I may have, I'm not sure, um, but I'm sure I've wanted to because <laughs> there's some really pretty things. A few times I've even said, hey, can I do this exactly how you did it? Because it's so cute. And people are like, yeah, totally. That's That's fantastic. So I think that I agree with you that it's nice to credit somebody that they've and say that they've inspired you. That's really nice to tell the person that's so beautiful. I love it. I want to make one just like yours. And they are usually very flattered by the fact that you're going to do that. I just think it's nice to say that. Um, but at the same time, I think if, I don't know if anyone wants to copy me, <laughs> but if someone did and they didn't say, Hey, the, you know, I want to make one just like you. Is that cool? I don't think I would get upset with it. I would just be like, Hey, check that out. Someone else made something beautiful. I'm sure they'll love it because I love mine. So I, I don't really get irritated by that, especially when it comes to like making things, because even though you may pick the same yarn as someone and the same pattern as someone, 
and knit it exactly the same way, it's still yours. You know what I mean? With like knitting, it's still yours. You still put the work into it. So it's not like it's an exact copy or a ripoff. That's all I got to say about that. <laughs> I agree. I do think it's different for designers. I think that if a designer copies another pattern verbatim, right. I think that's wrong and not cool. But right. as far as just makers taking inspiration from other makers, and if you want to make the exact same sweater that I made, then I think that's flattering. And I'm glad that you like my color choices. <laughs> Right. Yeah, and when I said that, I did not mean like designing something, like making an original design. That's your work. Um, that's how you make your money. Um, that's different than me, you know, purchasing a pattern, knitting it to pattern. And then you just copy, you know, some of my modifications or my color choices. That's totally different. You know, something else that I find in this age of social media, there's so much input that we're getting constantly when we're scrolling our phones we're getting input from instagram from whatever else we're on from all the podcasts we watch sometimes i may copy somebody else and not even realize it because i feel like i've subconsciously sort of adopted like oh i saw something maybe and i didn't even realize it and, right. and I'm like, oh i love that i'm gonna make this in this color and maybe i don't know that the reason i want to make it in this color is because i saw it while i was scrolling and i've forgotten <laughs> or didn't realize right and if you think about it i mean what are i mean how many truly original ideas are there like we any artist really takes inspiration from other things you know people take inspiration from nature from colors they see in nature they um am i saying the word nature weird no i don't think <laughs> it's like when you spell <laughs> you say um a word over and over again and then you're like wait wait what right. I said my whole I said it and i was like is that the way we say nature <laughs> oh man it is monday yeah, so you, or music, you know, it makes you feel a certain way, and then you think of, to me, sometimes when I listen to music, I think of certain colors or certain stories or landscapes when I'm hearing a song, and I'm inspired by that. And so I think, just like nobody owns, nobody owns the sunset, nobody owns the color blue, so I think that to feel like you have to say that's mine and, you know, you can't have that or you have to say it, you ca it, it came from me, you know, otherwise I'm really mad. I think it's quite silly. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I think it's nice that we can all have this knitting community where we can really get a lot of inspiration from each other. So we actually got a few different questions that basically said the same thing. The first one was from Sarah and says, hi, how many whips do you usually have? What are your pros and cons of having that amount? It's nice to choose what I feel like knitting, but I don't finish a lot. And then the other is from Anina and she actually has her own podcast and she's a knitwear designer. Uh, love Anina. She says, confession time. How many whips do you guys have? Blankets don't count. You two are too cute. Well, thank you, Anina. <laughs> All right, Becky, you, you're up first. Spill. How many whips do you have? Okay, I thought I didn't have a lot of whips, but I did organize my yarn in my yarn cabinet uh, actually yesterday. 
I don't think that these count as whips because they're in the frog pond. So does that count as a whip? If you if you have frogged it, it doesn't count. If you haven't frogged it yet and you might. But it's work on there it. in the pond waiting to be I frogged. I don't know if it's still on the needles. Okay. All right. I don't know. You're the boss. You're the boss of your own bags. You pick. <laughs> okay. So I have, okay, I have a pair of socks. I have a shawl and I have a scarf. So I've got three whips in that basket that need to be frogs. And then currently I have a vest and a pair of socks. So that makes five whips, but two actual real whips is what I have. But I'm about to cast on a hat. So I'll have three soon. So five or six, whatever your, or, or three or six. So that's what it is. Three or six, whatever you're counting. <laughs> Lame. I've got like 25. <laughs> <laughs> you are you are such a good knitter you are a good girl with your five whips but not really because the ones that I need to frog it does bother me it does bother me that they are there and they're abandoned and I don't like it <laughs> so I literally probably have 20, I may have more I'm gonna go with like 25 because most of them are one socks finished. The other sock has some ribbing <laughs> and I've not done anything since then. I also have a couple of shawls. I have a few sweaters. I have a few hats. It's really, really bad. It really is. You know what? It doesn't really bother me though. Cause I just don't look at it and I don't think about it. And then I knit what I want to knit. <laughs> So healthy. That really is. <laughs> Meanwhile, if I open my eyes in the middle of the night, I get a glimpse of that basket. I'm like, now I can't go back to sleep because I've got to think about those whips all night. <laughs> They're your monsters under the bed. <laughs> <laughs> they are. They so, are. okay. One of them asked, what is your ideal number of whips? Ideally, I like to have something difficult. Not like difficult, like it's giving me trouble, but something I have to really pay attention to and focus on. I like to have something that's like a piece of cake that I can talk to people, you know, do whatever. And I like to have something small. And sometimes the small and the piece of cake thing can be the same, but um, I like to have something small that I could just throw in my purse or throw in the car um, or get on a plane with and not have to have copious amounts of yarn with me or tools or whatever. I just like to have something small for that. So ideally three. Is what I would say. I was going to ideally say three as well, but the more I thought about it, I actually think two is probably more accurate as far as what I will make progress on. If I have three, one of them isn't going to be touched because I will have a tendency to, to pick one and work on it more. Right. And then if I have one more, then that's nice. I can alternate a little bit. But if I have three, one of them still going to be left out. And when I say I have like 20 something whips, they're not all like within a month's time. I'm not working all of those whips. There's a lot of them in a bag in my storage that haven't been touched in a year <laughs> right. or two. Right. With my three, with the three rips, whips that I would like to have, I will say that there'll be one that I have priority on, but I also like to have that going because sometimes I get, 
not grumpy, but it's just like, if I can't work on that prioritized one, or if that's like the difficult one, then it's just like, I want to knit, but then I know that I have to like, be nice and talk to people, you know? (laughs) And so I want to have something else. So I think, I think that's, what's nice um, to have different things, but I do prioritize one of those things. I am not as disciplined as you. And so my problem is that I will start something else. And then what I have gets left in the lurch. So what I need to do for me personally, I think is only have about two whips and work a little bit more monogamously, but I'm not, I'm a failure at it. You are. I think you do really well because regardless of how many whips you have, you still complete more things. I I think you complete things quicker than I do and more frequently than I do, which is not a competition, but, but the point is that I feel like it's working for you because you are, you know, you are finishing things. You are, um, you know, able to produce what you want to produce. I think it's great. I think you're doing a good job. You know, what mainly makes me finish something a test knit with a deadline (laughs) (laughs) mainly makes me finish things. That's why it's, I, that's why I guess I like test knits is because they actually hold me accountable. You must finish this (laughs) before next year. (laughs) I don't know. I think different things work for different people. So whatever whips you have, it's okay. You just feel good about it and go with it. (laughs) Right. Right. I don't, I don't care how many whips, not that I don't care about you, the listener, I care about you, (laughs) but I'm saying, I don't care how many whips you have. You're still a good knitter in my book. On that note, dear listeners, (laughs) thank you so much. (laughs) for hanging out with us again today. And don't forget that you can go to youngfolknits.com if you would like to submit a question or topic for Becky and I to chat about. And Becky, tell them where they can find you on Instagram. At a hand knit letter, a dot hand knit dot letter. And you can find me at youngfolk.nits on Instagram and youngfolknits on YouTube. So until next time, happy knitting, y'all. Happy knitting. <laughs>